Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we're going to be continuing our Season 3 commentaries on Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. And uh, we will uh, be uh, continuing on in the middle of this season here with the next episode, following up from our previous commentary on Henry's Forest with The Trouble with Mud. So if you have that pulled up, you can go ahead and press play now. And after several stories that uh, were not based on the Railway Series at all, we come back to the Railway Series for at least one episode, uh, because this one is an adaptation and, in some ways, an expansion on the story Leaves from Gordon the Big Engine. Yes, yeah, this is uh, not a particularly strong episode. I would say (laughs) not a particularly strong adaptation of a of a railway series story it's a an example of where they they possibly went a little off the rails um as it were for uh, adapting railway series stories in in season three particularly i agree it's not the strongest adaptation ever although i do like um for some reason i don't know why but i i always like the shade of that mud it never looked like mud to me. It looked like it kind of looks like tomato sauce to me. That's what I always yeah. When I was uh, when I was a kid, I always just thought of it as spaghetti sauce. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. There's just something about that mud. So yeah. A lot of Sir Topham Hatton this season, actually. There is a lot more of him than. Uh... Then the, I mean, I know that he shows up pretty much every episode, but uh, it seems like there is a lot more of him than usual. And I love this. Uh, we heard it in uh, in Gordon, the famous visitor, as well. But I love this little ditty that plays for Gordon throughout the season. Yes. And I, I don't think we really ever hear it much again. We really, uh, in terms of any other season. We really don't. Uh, they, that little ditty is is strictly a season three ditty, and it's it's kind of nice in that we have Gordon's normal theme, but then we have the little extension to it with this uh, with this ditty, um, and it seems to be used exclusively for Gordon. So I guess you could say that it's Gordon's second season three theme. Nice to see Gordon Till again, um, in a diff- in a different environment than than what we what we had previously seen in uh, one and two. Right. I like the episodes that are set at fall. I think uh, fall in general is my favorite season, and it's a beautiful time of the year. And so the episodes that are set in fall are usually usually among my favorites. But this one, I don't know. It just um, I don't know that the adaptation is that great, but then again, I don't know that the original story was one of my favorites either. So, yeah. And you can hear our thoughts on that uh, original story in one of our more recent railway series 
uh, book discussions on Gordon the Big Engine. Yes. It is an interesting sight seeing Gordon shunting behind James. Yeah, it is. It's not something that we really, it's it's almost like a reversal. And this is true for in the railway series as well. It's kind of like a reversal of uh, Gordon's first main story, uh, Edward and Gordon, where, you know, uh, that story, of course, uh, you know, has Edward pushing behind Gordon. And now it has Gordon pushing behind James. I always like that ending um, ending of that sequence there at the top of Gordon's Hill because it's an alternate angle that we don't usually get to see at the top of the hill. It is. And as we see James crest and then disappear. The ending of this always sort of confused me until I was about nine or ten and I got the Railway Series Complete Collection book um, because, you know, it, it has Thomas asking the fat controller or Sir Topham Hat, uh, whatever you want to call him, if Gordon can pull the express again. And I was always like, wait, why couldn't he pull the express? And, uh, you know, of course, in the railway series, uh, leaves came right after off the rails in which Gordon is in disgrace by the end. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I get why they didn't adapt it in season one with off the rails, but that line at the end is just, it always confused me up until I got the complete collection. Another example of uh, just not really uh, doing a very good job adapting the, the story into the TV series and, and <laughs> using some of the dialogue and the, the text verbatim in a way that doesn't make any sense. Uh, some, they, did, uh, they, they did that as well in certain instances in, in seasons one and two, um, but uh, but yeah, this just doesn't make any sense, right? So now we move on to our next episode. No <laughs> joke for James, and uh, it's no joke that this episode sucks. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll move right into that. Uh, you go ahead and press play now. You mean this isn't your favorite episode of season three? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, mine either. It's uh, it's not very good. Um. It is another case of an adaptation. I, I would say it's through. the weakest episode of the of the season. Um, you know, I I don't disagree. I I will have to see how the rest of the season pans out, but uh, so far this is definitely the weakest. It's it's been a long time since I've watched most of season three, with one or two notable exceptions, and so. Um, We'll have to see throughout the rest of the season how I feel, but I, at the moment, I, I agree this probably is the weakest of season three. There's just something about that. It just doesn't work. There's something about the story that is just so bland, uh, needlessly complicated, and uh, just doesn't just do- doesn't work for me. When when compared to some of the great episodes that were non Audrey stories in this in this season, um, particularly the next episode that we'll talk about, which is Thomas Percy in the mail train. Uh, Thomas gets bumped. Uh, you know, there, there's so many good episodes all at sea that aren't Audrey stories 
but these an episode like this just it, it's a shame because it, it makes the idea of not using the Audrey stories look bad even though it, it there was some good material that came out of uh, diversion from the original source material I think it's really sad as well that it did turn out so poorly because it's it is again based on two magazine stories and I think that this is one of the occasions in which it would have been better to adapt one or the other because it just seems like adapting the both of them together just made it needlessly complicated the the, the magazine stories in question are uh, one is simply called the express and the other is a passenger for james um now obviously i haven't read the magazine stories uh, because they weren't available in the u.s and i haven't committed to tracking them down um and that's okay. But, um, you know, so I haven't read either of those two stories. Maybe they're great stories individually. I have no idea. But um, I, I just think that this is one of the cases where adapting two stories was a little too much. Yeah, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Um, and it's a real shame. Now, having said that, uh, very critical of this episode. It's still better <laughs> than anything that I should say anything. It's still better than most of what came post season six. Yeah. So uh, even even it's still better than all, a lot of the episodes of season six. So, uh, but a lot of a lot of the Britain David stories from season five are, are are much better than this. Oh yes, definitely. And we just missed uh, here uh, a an odd shot of James pushing some uh, trucks, and they come completely derailed. Uh, and yes. it's a quick cut; it cut away to another shot. But it's a very weird, uh, weird one. And it depends on what version you're watching. If you're watching a restored version um, or something like that. But the, also earlier, uh, while we were talking, there was another shot that where you could see some of the um, overhead lighting. Uh, that was used and uh, wore a track for the uh, for the periscope lens but uh, that was in one of the one of the uh, earlier shots there so just interesting that this episode has a couple of those goofs it is um, this episode feels long as well you know it's you know I, I unlike other episodes which have just flown by this episode feels long yeah it just doesn't uh doesn't work <laughs> uh, well, no no watch we're, watch we're going to be um i i i bet there's someone out there that absolutely loves this uh this episode and we're going to get a bunch of hate mail for the for for, for um uh, for for the way we've been talking about it Maybe. If you like this episode, please let us know why. Um, please. And if you don't, then then uh, good for you. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next episode, which is one of the best episodes of the season, I would say. Um, and probably one of my favorite episodes of the, of the classic series in general. Um, and that is uh, Thomas Percy and the Mail Train. 
So uh, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and press play now. To say that this is a fan favorite episode, uh, at least where season three is concerned, would be putting it mildly. Uh, and rightly so. This is a fantastic story. Um, and whereas was an example of two magazine stories being combined uh, not working. This is an example of two magazine stories working well together because um, it was again uh, Brenner uh, Twofer in that we have uh, a, a, this episode is based on two magazine stories. Uh, the first one is The Post Train and then the second is After the Last Train which, uh, you know, again having never read either of those stories uh, I just have to you know, I, I can only imagine that uh, adapting these two stories into one, it, it makes for a fantastic episode. Oh, it does. And I mean, we, of course, love love episodes that are set at night, um, yes. particularly in the early years. And this is just a wonderful nighttime episode with a great atmosphere, but also the music. It's a just a wonderful theme that Michael Donnell and Junior Campbell came up with. And then of course was later used as the basis for the song night train, which is a wonderful song. Um, but this is, is a great episode. And it's another example. We brought this up um, in one of our previous commentaries that Thomas really is barely in this season, even though the Reverend W. Audrey criticized the, the series for, as he quote crane shunted uh, Thomas into situations and places on the island where he didn't belong even though really in in this season thomas is really barely in it and even episodes that have his name at the beginning thomas percy and the dragon thomas percy and the mail train uh he's really barely a part of it so uh, it's quite interesting this is really all it's predominantly a percy story um not a complaint just an interesting observation that is that is an interesting observation. Um, yeah, but this was one of my favorite episodes as a kid. I, I loved this episode. Um, never got tired of it, and uh, it, it's. I would say um, you're looking at the whole season, and of course, you know, we'll get there. But um, I would say this is probably my favorite of of the season. Uh, I would say it's my favorite of the season, and uh, and I, I don't. I doubt that that will change when we do our little retrospective at the end but we'll we'll have to see yeah it's it's not far off uh from being my favorite either if you know if 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 at the end of the season when we look back if it doesn't end up being my favorite it's it's going to be in the top five definitely i can tell you right now and it's one of those where it when you look at it not a lot really happens i mean the first minute or so is just you know, backstory about how Thomas and Percy pulled a mail train. Then, you know, Percy arrives back at the sheds tired. The next night, um, you know, they take the mail again. And then they get a letter from a, uh, from a passenger. So it really not a lot happens, but it feels very exciting. It feels very action-packed. Well, and that's what was great, too, about the classic series and particularly with the models is that uh, and, and with the direction of David Mitten is that they put such an emphasis on atmosphere on just creating a mood. The flying kipper is a wonderful example of that. Uh, and, and this, this as well, it's just, it creates a mood and it 
does it so effectively that it, even though this episode actually it does it does have I mean it does definitely have a a pretty strong plot. Uh, yeah, it still has it still leaves room for for atmosphere. It's it's just great. It's it's wonderful. And that's you know Britt Alcroft had said you know that she really her and David really strove to make each episode its own kind of mini movie and this is this is a wonderful example of that that this is kind of a self-contained piece uh in four and a half minutes it's great it, it really is um and of course you know when when we were recapping the um when, when i gave my little recap just there of what happened in the episode i completely missed out on the fact that of course they help a passenger who missed his train I completely stepped over that, but but that's really the main thing that happens, and that only happens in, within the last minute of the episode. And so, you know, uh, for for the first minute being mostly bad story, followed by just a few minutes of them taking a mail train, Percy coming home tired, and then in the last minute they help a stranded passenger home. It feels like so much more happens, and whereas no joke for James, time seemed to crawl. That episode's already over, and it feels like we just began it. At least to me. Absolutely. I, I love this episode. Um, and uh, if I had to, had to rank the episodes that we just watched, I would um, definitely, uh, you know, of course, uh, just put uh, this at the top. No joke for James at the bottom and uh, The Trouble with Mud right in the middle. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think that uh, it's... It's just a great episode in general. Um, and like I said at the beginning, it's rightly one of the fan favorite episodes, uh, particularly for the music. I think the mail train theme, and I, I, I know I gushed about the, um, the sad forest theme in our previous commentary, but I think the mail train theme is another one of my favorite season three themes. And it shows up again a few times in season three and maybe once or twice in season four, I think. But uh, it's just a great theme. So... Well, it's quite interesting, too, that I think that this was a missed opportunity for, for Audrey in terms of not not ever doing any sort of story about mail, uh, about because Sodor obviously gets mail and there right. would have been a mail train on Sodor. So this they they found a great sort of uh, idea, this great sort of industry. The only thing is, though, is that if the engines are working all day, then they're also working all night. It doesn't really make any sense. But um, right. Because then in other episodes, they show them sleeping and not taking the mail. So uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting. But uh, I, I think it was a a great idea and executed wonderfully. Well, you bring up an interesting point in that in the Railway series, sorry, at least in the Reverend's Railway series, there was no reference to how anyone got mail. I mean, there's reference to mail, but no reference at all to anyone uh, taking the mail or anything like that. Uh, it wouldn't be until Christopher's first book that we would get a story about mail, and that had even less to do with railways. That was about a that was about a mailman. So, but um, but yes, ex- the execution was perfect. The story was fantastic, and just a great episode. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, those were the um, three episodes that we'll be discussing today on our uh, Thomas commentaries. We'll have more 
Thomas season three commentaries uh, coming down the line for you. Also some more railway series book reviews, uh, maybe some more shining time station here in the works um, going forward into uh, 2021. But uh, we thank you for listening. You can find us on facebook.com slash talking Thomas pod, Twitter at talking Thomas one. You can also listen to us on anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, many other podcast platforms. And uh, thanks for listening.